Yo, what's up, Mike? What's going on, Tay? Dog, a lot has gone down since the last time we talked. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. But we're going to start on a high note, and let's start talking about Southern Miss sweeping Mississippi State over the weekend. Man, is was a sweep impressive to you? Um, It was impressive on Sunday, and then it's kind of lost a little uh, luster the uh, the last few days because of the uh, controversy around the Mississippi State athletic program right now. Right. So what what do we do well over the weekend? Um, I mean, for the most part, pitching was 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 pretty on par. Uh, the offense was clicking as as usual. Um, I mean, I liked a lot of things. There were a few things I didn't like. Uh, we still have to find enough pitching depth. Uh, so we ran into little problems on Sunday when it came to pitching depth. But, uh, I mean, I thought Sandlin pitched extremely well on Friday night. I mean, he's the reigning, you know, Conference USA Pitcher of the Week. And I think he was National Pitcher of the Week as well. I think so. Uh, um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of things to, to mm. like. The crowds were uh, were excellent. It was beautiful weather. Uh, it's baseball season, man. <laughs> so midweek we lost the close one to South Alabama, who is a I want to say they're a top twenty ranked team. I want to say they're around. Tw- are they fifteenth? Uh, I want to say they're they're twentieth. I think Southern actually is ranked fifteenth right now. Okay, okay. And we lost to them by one. Um, do you think any major issues uh, came out of that game, or is it just a midweek game? We're trying to find our midweek pitcher. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I thought Walker Powell pitched uh, pitched rather well in his uh, his limited uh, start there. He was obviously on a pitch count. It's the first time he's pitched in the last two years. Um, but I mean, the guys you saw come in in the uh, in the eighth when we ended up blowing the lead, uh, Jacob Wyrick and uh, Keller Bradford. Were two guys that we used in the week during the you know the weekend series, um, so I think you're just seeing Scott Berry and Ostrander trying to find a uh, a right. They're trying to find the right mixture of guys in the bullpen to uh, to find a way to close out games, because if you're going to leave Sandlin in the rotation, you're going to have to find somebody that can pitch the ninth in and outside of Matt Walner. Right. So heading into this weekend. Southern Miss has UT Martin on the slate. Uh, how do you expect that to go? Um, I expect Southern to uh to sweep them. Uh, UT Martin got swept by Troy last weekend. Uh, I mean it's it's the last minute. This just happened in the last you know five or six hours. It's been thrown together. Uh, but I do expect Southern to uh take care of business. Um, and I expect. Well, I'm hoping for beautiful weather again this weekend, but it's supposed to rain. Um, right. Maybe they can get the, the series in, though. Uh, is Sandlin pitching on Friday night? Friday? I actually have not seen the pitching matchups yet, but if I had to guess, yes, he's going to start tomorrow night. Okay. Now let's uh, let's go on to something a lot more disappointing for another half the fans of the state of Mississippi. So what have you? What do you know so far about the Mississippi State firing of Andy? Is it Canizaro? Yeah, Andy Canizaro. So what? Um, what are you reading on the forums, man? I mean, 
it's basically the same thing pretty much anywhere you go uh, as far as, you know, what happened and the decision by the uh, the athletic – the leaders in the athletic program there in Starkville, uh, what they decided to do. I mean, I don't know. Um, as far as him, him resigning and stepping down himself because of uh, – this little affair that was going on uh, this day and age. I mean, we saw what kind of happened there at, uh, in Oxford. Uh, it happened in Louisville. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's just something that happens everywhere apparently. And uh, Stark, <laughs> Starkville is no exception. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Paterno got a second chance. You think Canizaro gets a second chance somewhere else? Yeah, I do. Uh, but I think he's going to uh, end up somewhere as an assistant before he gets another shot as a head coach. Um, I mean, there's going to be a lot of schools that are really going to question his moral uh, attitude there because, I mean, his wife is expecting that third child. And, I mean, uh, you know, you're having an affair with uh, somebody within the athletic department. So, yeah, I don't know. Were those grounds for firing? The extra – I mean, ground? yes and no. Uh, it makes your program look This day and uh, So, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand. But uh, at the end of the day, this is about baseball. This isn't about what he does in his, in his own time. So, a lot of people already expected this year to be a down year. How will his resignation affect their team's rest of the season? Um, I'm not sure it's really going to affect them a whole whole lot because, I mean, Gary Henderson has been promoted to interim head coach, and he has the SEC experience being head coach in Kentucky for six or seven years. Um, I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. And when it comes to the coaching search at the end of the year, depending on what Gary Henderson does, if he gets them to a regional and a super regional or even Omaha, then there's your, your guy right there. Definitely, definitely. Now, let's talk about Tim Tebow. There's some news. The Mets say that they could see him being in the majors this season. Um, what are your percentages? You cut out anything you said. I said uh, Tim Tebow was in the news earlier this, this week, and uh, as spring training's kicking off, there were talks of him making it to the major league roster. Is that possible this season? Um, yeah, yes, I, I think it's possible that he makes a roster at some point this season, but whether he makes it out of spring training, unless he's improved dramatically, I don't think that's happening. So do you think it's more of a publicity stunt, publicity stunt or like to sell tickets, or is he able to actually compete in the bigs? I mean, I think it is a publicity stunt to a certain extent, but I mean, Tebow has got a little bit of talent on, on the diamond. Uh, he's shown that the, uh, the last couple of years there in the minor leagues, uh, I mean, he hasn't just totally bombed. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an absolute possibility that he can make a roster. All right, man. I got a crazy baseball rule change because they're, they're changing everything up. First of all, do you think there should be a mound visit limit? I actually agree with that. Uh, I mean, the whole the whole concept of it is to, to speed the game up. Right. And, uh, I mean, I'm a baseball fan as it is. 
Uh, I have no problem sitting here three hours watching a baseball game, but some people do. Uh, right. So, I mean, I, I can see the uh, the need to, to make a change and speed it up. But, um, yeah, the mound visit, making it six per game, uh, I, I can understand that. Um, what do you think about the pitch clock, the time between pitches? Should there be a, a play clock, so to speak? Uh, no, uh, I think they, they were right to, to do away with that period. I mean, there's going to be the uh, the timer between innings, uh, especially for televised games. I think it's like a 2.05 for regional games and two minutes and 25 seconds for nationally televised games and so forth and so on. Um, I like that. Uh, it gives people an opportunity, especially people that are there, mm-hmm. to, uh, to not have to wait so long between, between innings and commercials. All right, Mike, I got a curveball for you. It sounds crazy on paper, but you got to hear me out. So baseball doing all these rule changes. Could you ever see there being a time where – well, let me, let me preface it. Um, baseball is the only sport where your best players don't determine the outcome of the game when it's, like, down to the nitty-gritty. So could you ever see a point where a manager chooses his last three batters for the ninth inning? So, in the Yankees' case, you can get Judge, Stanton, and Jury all up there in one inning. Um, no, Tay, no. Why uh, not, man? Actually, I actually read that article here a couple hours ago. Um, it's probably the most ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, proposed of well, I mean, it's not even a rule change; it's an idea. You know, it's uh, it's stupid. That that's what makes ba- uh, that's what makes baseball unique. Is that uh, I mean, at times you're right; your best players are not going to determine the outcome of the game. Uh, but I mean, imagine that. Okay, imagine LeBron filing out in Game Seven of the NBA Finals against Golden State with like three minutes to go, and they're down by four. Okay, I mean, what if Tyrone Lewis said, no, nah, I'm just going to leave him in the game? <laughs> I in your face. You're facing, you're facing a raw to Chapman. Then guess what? You're fixing to go up over your <laughs> seven, eight, nine batters. I mean, that's all I can tell you. You better, you better buckle down. Um, but no, 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 absolutely not. Man, offense sells tickets, man. That. That's what the name of the game is. You want to get butts in the seats. You want them to stay till the ninth inning, especially in a close game. And you I, mean, want- thing, I mean, the thing about it is, though, is that if if you're a Dodger fan like like me, and uh, it's the top of the ninth inning, and uh, you're pay- playing the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, and Kenley Jansen's on the mound, you're going to win anyway. It's not really going to matter who's coming to the to the plate. Um, <laughs> I just I, – I don't like it because it's going to – you're going to end up destroying what makes baseball great is what you're going to do. So you're one of those guys who wants to keep baseball the same, as it's always they, been. I mean, you can make your tweaks here and there, but no, don't don't destroy what makes the game unique. No, don't do that. Man, since we're talking about rule changes, got one more, and this one is about basketball. So what about the playoff seating? Do you like the 1 through 16 seating? Um, take the top eight from each conference, or do you think top 16 in the NBA altogether? Well, I mean, that's going to vary from year to year as far as people's perception on that. I mean, because one year you're going to have 
you know, 10 or 11 teams in the West, and the next year you might have 10 or 11 team, really good teams in the East. And so, I mean, I think you should do just – you can do 1 through 16, and then that'll be, that'll be fine. See, all right, if they do 1 through 16, then they got to do 41 and 41, like home and away, every team plays each team twice. Uh-huh. I think that would be the only way you could do it because I feel like if – the reason LeBron doesn't like the rule change is because he has a cakewalk when it comes to getting to the finals in the East. Uh, he doesn't want those problems with those in the West, which is one of the reasons why now I'm starting to think he's going to stay in the East. Um, but it's really, it's really, let me say, it, it, it makes a lot more sense to take top eight from each conference instead of doing away with the conferences. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with how they have it right now, the top eight. And, I mean, LeBron can talk all the smack he wants. But, I mean, when the Celtics are in the final, I'm going to be the one laughing. <laughs> so, you don't think he's going to make it? I mean, I'm pulling for Boston if that means anything. Uh, I mean, my opinion as to who makes the NBA finals is about, you know, as good as tomorrow's weather forecast. <laughs> man. Well, Mike, had a good time talking to you, man. I really appreciate you coming through one more time. And we got to make this more of a habit. Oh yeah, definitely. I actually have a question for you, Tay. Uh oh. I'm gonna put you. On, I'm gonna put you on the spot here, buddy. Um. Okay. So I know you're a Hugh Jackson fan, mm-hmm. and the uh, the Cleveland Browns have the number one pick. If you had a choice, obviously you're not gonna have a choice because you're not <laughs> you know, in the Browns front office. But you know, just for uh, for the fun of it here, if you had a choice, uh, and you're choosing a quarterback, who are you gonna take? Man, do I have a do I do I have a veteran quarterback on the roster? No, you have Deshaun Kaiser, who you have right now. I mean, there, there's no veteran quarterback. Um, I'm taking Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I like that pick, dude. I really uh, do. It's because he he he's been in the weather, he's been in the elements, being in Wyoming. Um, he has all the tools. His he he's done pretty good with subpar talent around him. Um, people overlook that, um, but I, I really do like the intangibles he brings because he can he can extend plays. Uh, he does throw a lot of interceptions, and interceptions usually translate because if you look at Jameis Winston, he still throws a lot of picks. But I think Josh Allen, if he can rely on a running game of Saquon Barkley, who they're going to pick up at the fourth pick, um, take a lot of pressure off of him and allow him to learn. So, how many games do you think Hugh Jackson has to win to be there in 2019? Uh, I want to say six. You think six is going to get it done? Yeah, six will get him another year. After that, he has to win eight. Um, and after that, he has to be in the playoffs. No doubt about it. I think he gets at least two more years um, because he, I, I feel like drafting a quarterback always gets a, co- a coach an extra year. Like with John Fox with the Bears, I feel like he should not have – played Mr. Bisky eating this season because <laughs> they kind of got him fired because they're, they're like, oh, well, we see what Mitchell's about now. You can We can let you go because you're hindering him. Um, so I always think QBs, rookie QBs, young QBs give coaches an extra chance, um, except for John Fox because he just – I mean, except for uh, <laughs> Jeff Fisher because he's Mr. 8-8. Eight eight. He's just horrible. Uh, I mean, the thing about uh, John Fox is, is there is, is that – 
what happened in Chicago wasn't all him. It was uh, that awesome GM they have who decided to, to, uh, to give Mike Glennon, you know, $60 million or whatever it was. He's an idiot. Um, I mean, that was the problem. And when you decided to bench Mike Glennon in favor of Trubisky, uh, I mean, you, you basically limited yourself because you already didn't have a receiving core. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think they they actually played a game this year where he threw it like six times the whole entire game. <laughs> it, it was basically just turn around and hand the ball off to Jordan Howard. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the Browns' number one pick. Yeah, but, man, I really think they should trade the pick away because um, you, you, you don't want to make a mistake in that. In that position, and they always seem to make mistakes. Go with St. Clair Barkley um, at number four and try to stockpile and get a quarterback late. Um, I feel like Josh Allen, if he isn't taken in the top five, he could fall maybe to about eight or nine um, just because not a lot of teams believe in him, but I, I seem to believe in him a little bit. Well, see, that's the thing is that, I mean, I'm not a Patriots fan, but, I mean, the Patriots have been doing that for years is that they trade down over and over and over, and they stockpile draft picks. And I don't know why more teams don't do that. Instead of reaching for somebody, why don't you just trade down and, you know, get an extra pick or two or, or whatnot and uh and help build your roster, like, as far – especially depth-wise. Right. Your but I feel, like, I feel like the Browns have enough money – to uh, pick up some good weapons for the offensive side of the ball. Because I feel like that's their biggest problem, going to be the offensive side of the ball and building an O-line. Um, Joe Thomas isn't going to play forever, so they got to work on replacing him. Um, now, I know Kagan, you, you, you've spread the messages in the text. He said their O-line isn't that bad, but they are not the Eagles or how the Giants used to be or – how the Cowboys are now. Um, but I feel like if, if they can draft Josh Allen and heavily run the ball and give Hugh Jackson some time to mold the QB, because Hugh Jackson is a QB guru. Uh, he makes he makes a lot happen with nothing. Um, Deshaun Kaiser looked pretty good throughout the year, but he still made idiotic throws, uh, erratic decisions. So – those are just growing pains of a rookie. Now, they can't keep restarting with rookies. Um, so, that's why I really want them to pick up a vet just to groom Allen a little bit. Well, I mean, you have to start somewhere, if you're, especially if you're going to draft a quarterback like Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield or, you know, Josh Rosen or whoever it's going to be, Sam D'Arnold, whoever. Um, if you're going to start him, then start him and stick with him. Don't start him and then bench him four games later or or whatnot. Uh I mean, I agree with the whole veteran quarterback approach. But, I mean, here's the question. What veteran do you take? What veteran quarterback fits Hugh Jackson's system the best? Ooh, no, that's a tough one. Um, Because I, I want to say that they should go after Keenum, go after Case Keenum. Um, he's undersized, though. And that's that's probably like one of the biggest knocks on him. But he gets the job done, and he he's he can work with decent weapons. Um, I'll have to say Josh Gordon is better than any receiver. Ah, 
Stefan Diggs or Josh Gordon, who you, who you taking? Uh, if I'm Marcus Williams, uh, I'm going to pick Stefan Diggs. <laughs> See, I, I like I like Josh Gordon a lot more. Um, he just has to stay on the field. I feel like he's one of the better talents at receiver in the league, even though he's been out for like three years. Um, he has the speed. He has the hands. He has he gets separation. Um, he's really what because Stefan Diggs isn't a great speed receiver. He's a great route runner, uh, which is how he gets open a lot of times. I think he ran like a four six coming out of Maryland. Um, not blazing fast, but he still gets the job done. I just like Josh Gordon a little bit more. Well, you think about it though; it's not necessarily Diggs, but you get Adam Th- uh, Thielen there too. Uh, and you also have Kyle Rudolph, and then you got McKinnon out of the backfield. Uh, I mean, they made it work in Minnesota because of the uh, talent surrounding Case Keenum. Um, and, I mean, I don't know what Minnesota's going to do. If they're going to go with Bradford Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater, I have no earthly idea. Bridgewater, um, man. But, I mean, you got Dalvin Cook coming back. He's going to be healthy, hopefully. Um so he's another weapon to that offense, and then uh, the defense is always going to be good. Uh, I'm still wondering how they gave up 37 points to the Eagles. <laughs> Nick Foles, man, all he knows is how to throw TDs, man. Yeah, Nick Foles, <laughs> who, is, who is, I mean, there you go. He could be in Cleveland next year. No, man, that would be probably the second biggest mistake they ever made. Tim Couch was the first. Um, I thought you were going <laughs> to say uh, Brock Osweiler or something. No, no, he wasn't as bad as Tim Couch, man. They chose him over Manning. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's Tim Couch. <laughs> I mean, who's Peyton Manning? Who is that guy? <laughs> man, I really, uh, I really want the Browns to be competitive. Um, for some reason, I want them to be competitive. Uh, but I really, I really want Hugh Jackson to get his act together. But I, I do feel like the front office is definitely behind them and are going to want to work to create some kind of continuity. I mean, the thing about it is, is that the Browns are in one of the uh, premier toughest divisions in the NFL, like year in and year out. Uh, you have the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals who have all been perennial playoff contenders in Mike Tomlin, Marvin Lewis, and John Harbaugh's tenure. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to be really tough. Well, you got Jacqueline Hyde and Joe Flacco. You have an aging Big Ben, and you have a aging um, – gosh. Who, who else is in their division? Oh, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Oh, well, he, he's – is Jacqueline Hyde as well. Um, so there's really an op- – to me, it's it's almost wide open. Um, all they got to do is field a competitive team. What I mean – well, the thing about it is, though, is that, I mean, obviously Brady is going to retire one day or <laughs> he's just going to die on the field. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, you got Brady and Big Ben uh, – that you have to go through pretty much to in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, what other quarterback would you consider to be a top notch in the AFC? Man, let me see. Flacco's not top notch. Dalton isn't top notch. 
I mean, Flacco has a ring if you want to consider that top notch. That is not top notch. James Jones has a ring, has like six of them with LeBron. So that doesn't count. Um, Elite quarterbacks. I want to say Andrew Luck, if he can get on the field. I mean, if he comes back healthy, yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, though, you can't really consider Andrew Luck elite if he's done with football right now because he wouldn't even be considered for a Hall of Fame based on his four years in the NFL. <laughs> what so, I mean, what would that be, Ryan Tannehill's next? He was also taken in the Andrew Luck uh, draft. Okay. What about Phillip Rivers? I mean, Rivers has the numbers. He, he doesn't have the, the wins and the, and the Super Bowl rings. Okay, I can definitely see that. So, how long, how deep in the playoffs can they get this year? Because he has all the pieces. Keenan Allen really emerged as a top receiver in the AFC this year. Melvin Gordon is also one of the top running backs. So, he has the weapons. Um, Hunter Henry is going to be an emerging tight end in the future once uh, <coughs> they stop babysitting Antonio Gates. Uh, defensively, what are your struggles on defense? As, as the Chargers, I mean, they were actually pretty decent on defense last year. Or the problem was is they they had to overcome that horrid start. They started like one and four or one and five, I believe. And uh, I mean, they barely missed the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I think they can thank Andy Dalton for missing the playoffs, even though <laughs> the Buffalo Bills love the guy. Uh, but I mean. They are they're in a tough division too, uh, especially with the resurgence of Kansas City um, under Andy Reid. And then you have uh, Oakland, who just got John Gruden back. And then you have Denver, who has still has one of the top defenses in the NFL. So I mean, how many wins do you need to make the playoffs? <laughs> Man, I really think Kansas City takes a step back this year. Um, I think if the Broncos can get Cousins. Um, they say they're a quarterback away, but I don't. I'm not too high on Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's he's a sub 500 win loss record as a Q, as a starting QB. Um, so and there was something that the Redskins saw in him that they did not want to commit to it for the long term. Um, so Denver being a quarterback away is a stretch if they think that quarterback is going to be Kirk Cousins. Uh, so the Chargers definitely do have a chance to come out of the West this year, uh, if they can really, if they can just get off to a fast, a better start. I mean, what do you think Gruden's going to do there in Oakland or Las Vegas or whatever they want to call themselves? I I don't think they are as good as they were two years ago, I believe, when uh, right before David Carr broke his ankle, I believe. I think yeah. he broke. Um. Now, that's, I, I thought that was the year that they could actually do some damage in the playoffs. They were catching people off guard. Um, but since then, they've taken a step back. And I don't think John – so my whole – my two cents about John Gruden is he's a average head coach. Um, not a lot of people agree with me. They're like, he won a Super Bowl. Look what he did with Rich Gannon. And I was like, yeah, but look at the quarterbacks he had in Tampa Bay. And it was like, well, this is the, this is the most talented quarterback he's ever had. Uh, I'm going to take the wait-and-see approach. I don't expect a lot out of Oakland this year. Um, I don't even expect him to move to Vegas with them. 
Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't expect him to move to Vegas with him because I mean, uh, he just signed a ten-year deal, didn't he? Yeah, it was ten years, but he seems really committed to Oakland and not the Raiders. We'll see when that time comes. I mean, yeah, I guess we'll have to. But I mean, <laughs> I think Gruden's going to do fine there with the, the with with the Raiders. Um, I mean, Gruden's a really good coach. I love John Gruden, uh, and. Most people are right. David Carr will be the most talented quarterback he's ever had. Uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. But I expect him to win at least nine or ten games this year. Is that enough to win in the West? Uh, I guess that really depends on how how many games the other teams win. Uh, <laughs> how many? Think, how many games? Huh? <laughs> I don't think Denver is going to win, but about six or seven. I see Kansas City winning eight. And uh, the Chargers winning nine or ten. It's gonna come down between the Raiders and the Chargers. Uh, I mean, I think Philip Rivers is going to to do his absolute best to get one more shot of the Super Bowl. How many more years do he has left? Him and Eli and Big Ben all came in in the same year. Right. Uh, yeah, I think I think Eli needs to retire sooner. <laughs> I don't know what Eli's problem is. I mean, one year he looks like he's Tom Brady's half brother, not you know Peyton's <laughs> half brother. But uh, I don't know. I uh, I do like Eli. I just he is so inconsistent. I have no idea why. He's consistently inconsistent. Um, is probably the best way to put it. Uh, I think Big Ben really wants to walk. Well, I think he just wanted to get Todd Haley fired. <laughs> I don't think he was serious about retiring. I mean, well, what's he got against Todd Haley? He hates him, man. I don't know why. They average like 40 points a game. Yeah, but they butted heads because uh, Haley didn't take crap off of him. Oh, man. Don't don't start this NBA drama over here. <laughs> man, that's what it was. Uh, it was this whole lot of drama. Unless he wants to get Tomlin fired. I don't know. I, I like Mike Tomlin. I really do. Uh, then what was Big Ben's issue all year? I don't know. Maybe he don't like Antonio Brown. I don't know. I mean. He's crazy if he doesn't like Antonio Brown. I mean, I love Antonio Brown. I mean, I had him on fantasy team last year. And, oh, my gosh. He was, uh, he was lighting it up for me. But um, I don't know. I mean, that's the AFC, though. I mean, what about the NFC? Oh, as always, uh, go Pack go. I feel like if the backers can – at least piece together an O line, um, pick up a, a pass rusher in the draft. Hopefully, an outside linebacker um, that can rush off the edge, and a tight end. We really need a tight end. So how so, good? So, uh-huh. How good is uh, Garoppolo going to be there in San Francisco? I mean, oh my god, a lot of money. He's overpaid right now. Um, but I'm pretty sure after Cousins gets his contract, Matt Ryan gets his extension, and Aaron Rodgers gets his contract, it's going to look like chump change. But as of right now, you're, they're paying him for the potential that he has. Um, he's still – there's still a lot of pieces away. Um, so it's definitely going to be like a three-year plan, I think. In about three years, you can see – well, I'm going to say two seasons. Uh, the third – they're going to be really competitive. So, I mean, do you think Seattle wins the West or are you going to go with the Rams again? 
I think Seattle wins the West. I, I really think um, what McVay was able to do was catch everyone by surprise. Uh, Jared Goff is the real deal, but I don't think Todd Gurley is going to have the type of season that he had last year because he was really he was really the wild card in that offense. They went as he went. Um, now I think Sammy Watkins, if he can stay healthy, he can have another decent year. Uh, Robert Woods, I don't think he is – he's as good as advertised or as, as his numbers say. Cooper Cup is darn good. I really like Cooper Cup. Um, but I do I do feel like teams are going to catch up to McVay's offense this year, this upcoming season. Did the Eagles repeat in the East? No. Cowboys? Yeah, I think the Cowboys get it together. Um and win the win the East, just because they're gonna have Zeke back for all for the for all the games. Um, if Sean Lee can stay healthy on defense, they they really need to improve their back end and the perimeter weapons that they have for Dak. Um, to be honest, they really need to cut Des Bryant. He's overpaid. He's not gonna take a pay cut. Best thing to do is get under that contract and cut him. Uh, get Bryce Butler an extension. Because he's uh he can really he's about the same size as Dez and he can take the top off the coverage. Man, I love the Cowboys. I hope they uh, continue to suck it up. Uh, <laughs> but what about the uh, NFC South? Do the Saints repeat, or is it going to be the Falcons or the Panthers or even the Buccaneers? Man, it is a toss up. I know the Bucks are not going to be in it, um, just because I don't think Jameis Winston is the quarterback for the Bucks. Um he, he's still really immature, which is mind blowing. Because uh, I think he's in his what third or fourth year? Going to his fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still making the same mistakes. Like he was right before the end of the season he was arguing with a ref over a call, whether he fumbled or not, I believe. Um those are the things you can't do as the face of your offense or the face of your team. Um now the Panthers Falcons and Saints. I really like what the Saints were able to do with Kamar Ingram, um, but they need to shore up their defense. Uh, probably mm, they're at the linebacker position. They need to get deeper at the linebacker position. But I believe they. I can't remember the guy that was out all year. God, AJ Klein maybe. Yeah, he got hurt. Mm. Yeah, the fourth or fifth game of the year, I believe. So I think if he comes back healthy, that that would be pretty solid. Uh, so they're going to be my favorite to win the South. Um, now, what Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and that offense put together last year was a piece of horse crap, and um, I don't think it's going to be that bad. But I don't see them because that is about an average year for Matt Ryan. His uh his MVP year was an aberration. Uh, as you saw, he regressed to the mean because he he's just he's a lot similar to Andy Dalton, just in a Falcons jersey. Um, when it comes to numbers, um, and Julio just did not get enough targets. They they got to find a way to put Julio involve him in the offense. Uh, he's one of the top receivers in the NFC. There's no way he shouldn't be getting ten targets a game. Um, so if they can figure that out, I can see them getting to 500. Um, but I definitely do see the Saints controlling most of the controlling NFC South for most of the year. 
So, are the Packers going to win the North? Man, be honest with you, I don't think they are. I think they get in as a wild card. Um, now, what the Vikings did was was really off the back of their defense, and Dalvin Cook's going to be back, and a better quarterback is going to be under center next year, whoever it may be. Um, I don't think Case Keenum hangs on to the starting position. I think they give it to Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and if he if he can just game, be a game manager next year, hand the ball off, and ride on the coattail of that defense, it's going to be pretty close, but I, I, I don't see uh, the Packers being good enough to stop them defensively because we have all kinds of holes on defense and as a Packers fan it's really hard to say that I wish we would go out and get some free agents or something like that um to make our our guys better immediately but we're all about building for the future um and another thing I really think uh our days with Aaron Rodgers is numbered it's harder than this for me to say because they they fired QB coach Alex Lynn over the over the offseason he really didn't like that um, he says it's something they should have come to him about, which I do agree because that is his position coach. And when you have the kind of clout that Aaron Rodgers has, you should be involved in all those kind of decisions. Oh, I agree. Um, this is totally off topic. Well, it's still about football, but here's the question. If uh, with Matthew Stafford, Phillip Rivers, and say Matt Ryan even, if none of those three guys ever win – a Super Bowl ring. Are they in the Hall of Fame? Man. Um, I can't put it. If any of them were to get into the Hall of Fame, it would be Matt Ryan because he was the best at his position for a season. Um, but Stafford and Rivers have never won an MVP. And then you got to think, well, look who they're going up against. They're going against some – this is probably the – the best that the quarterback position has ever been. Um, it just happens to get dominated by the same big names, Brady, Roethlisberger, Rodgers. Um, so if anybody was to get in, it'd be Matt Ryan. And do you, I still don't think he gets in. Do you think Carson Palmer gets in eventually? Uh, for, I feel like he – yeah. You think? I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like that. I feel like he he did enough in Cincy. Um, He did enough in Arizona to warrant at least a spot on the ballot. But he's not going to be put in – he's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Interesting, interesting. All right, Tay. That's all I got, man. All right, man. We're going to expand this Hall of Fame talk in a couple days. So uh, be ready because I'm going to have some more heat for you. I'm ready, buddy. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. Peace.